What you doing? I'm running out of space on my phone, so I'm deleting some stuff. Bye, singing dog. Bye, goal. I pronounce you. Bye, wedding ceremony. Stop. At Metro PCS, you get two free phones with twice as much memory. Really? Don't say bye to your memories. Switch to Metro PCS and get two free LG K20 Plus phones with 32 gigs when you switch two lines. Metro PCS. Wireless. Figured out. Coverage not available in some areas. Sales tax not included in phone price. Excludes numbers on the T-Mobile network. See store for details and terms and conditions. You are Locked On Fantasy, your daily fantasy football podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Greetings, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Locked On Fantasy Football Podcast. As usual, I'm your host, Vinny Iron. When I'm not doing this, I'm writing about fantasy football in the NFL at large for SportingNews.com. So come over to the site now. You'll check out uh, how I rate the Jimmy Garoppolo versus Tony Romo debate on the trades. We're also going to look at uh, how the free agency could ex- really affect and adversely, really, the Redskins going forward, even though they're probably going to re-sign Kirk Cousins. So those are a couple things I have up on the site. I also have a story on Paul Perkins, and that leads into today's shows, looking at the Giants and the kind of the early sneak peek at their offseason and what's ahead for them in free agency. And uh, they added a couple free agents. And uh, you look at Victor Cruz and Rashad Jennings, it's not a surprise that they cut both of those guys, but we're going to kind of look at the implications of those moves for the Giants. Those are the biggest things regarding fantasy football initially, but uh, we'll also look a little bit at their defense and uh, the big question mark they have there. So let's start with Victor Cruz. He had a good run there when he was healthy, but injuries just caught up to him. He just couldn't be the same type of player. He was somewhat effective as the slot receiver this past season with Ben McAdoo taking over as the head coach and still offensive mind of this team. So Cruz was effective, but really we saw that it was Odell Beckham Jr. and Sterling Shepard on the outside really being men there. And Cruz is kind of filling in the gaps inside. I think he's just got too too expensive for his type of role. I think they can look for other guys that are cheaper. They're confident they can find another guy in the draft like Shepard, who was perfect fit for, for the outside opposite Odell Beckham Jr. So Cruz, I think you might look at how is this going to affect who Eli Manning goes to as that third option. And it's interesting because already they had the free agent Larry Donnell at tight end. And Donnell, we know that he had a big fantasy game a few years ago against the Redskins, and he kind of uh, had a knack for the short touchdowns. But he really fell out of favor as both a receiver and a blocker, so he's not going to be back at all in New York. But that's the guy to keep an eye on there is now Will Ty, because we saw Ty can be very effective in there working the slot, especially when Cruz was out of the lineup, that Ty saw a larger role there working in the middle of the field. He's not maybe the best blocker in the world, but he's an athletic receiver. He has a good chemistry there with Eli Manning. So I think if they don't really aggressively go after that number three slot type wide receiver, I think you're going to see a lot more of Ty in this offense. And that is going to be make him more of a viable tight end starter here in 2017. So that's really the development I take away right now from the current state of the Giants roster, that it, there's definitely a shakeup there at wide receiver. I think it means good things for Shepard going forward as 
Odell Beckham Jr. we know is going to continue to get all that uh, attention on one side, and now Shepard is going to be the guy in more position to take advantage of it. He did a very good job of that for much of his rookie season. I think he's going to improve his route running and all that to be stronger in his second season, but I think that's what made Cruz expendable, that he's too expensive at an 8600 salary, I mean, that's just too much to keep for a number three receiver. I think Shepard showed enough where they can move forward with him as a solid number two, maybe at some point a co-number one with Beckham. I think he has that kind of talent there. So that's something you have to watch for with this Giants receiving core going forward. You know with McAdoo they like to use a lot of three wide sets. It just might be more versatile with Ty in there in 2017. So it'll be an interesting development in how this offense evolves and who else they pick up as we go on in free agency. There's a lot of notable wide receivers out there, a few tight ends. Maybe they switch up the way they approach this offense for McAdoo without Cruz. The other big move here was Rashad Jennings, and this is not a surprise either. He's really on the downswing of his career. I think they got a lot out of him after the age of 30. He had limited mileage before he got there because he was a backup for most of his career in Jacksonville and Oakland. But they put him in a bigger role here. He still didn't dominate touches by any means. Part of it was not being healthy and on the field for all those touches. But at the same time, you had other guys in there that they tried to work. It was Andre Williams a couple years ago that uh, just didn't work out there as that power back, so-called complement to Jennings. You had Jennings also competing with Shane Vereen for touches, and they clearly gave Vereen a clear receiving role in there for third down. So Jennings kind of was limited in his role, but still not very effective anymore in early downs. He was in flashes, but you could see him wear down and just not be as effective. And age is going to do that to any back. And as he saw more work here in his past few years than he had seen previously with the Jaguars and Raiders, that uh, it was going to come eventually. And these running backs, uh, I think Jennings, it's admirable that he lasted past his expiration date a little bit more for having the low mileage early in his career. But they need to be a little bit more dynamic. And that's where Perkins comes in. And that's what I wrote about is, Really, it's a sign that they're ready to trust Perkins a lot in year two. He started their last game of the season, had 100 yards against the Redskins in week 17. He got the nod again against Green Bay. You look down the stretch in December and January, he had 4.6 yards per carry. So a light kind of came on for him early in the season. He kind of was doghoused a bit, a little bit banged up, but more so because of the pass protection and ball security concerns that the Giants kind of uh, put him on the bench and were reluctant to even activate him in these games and kind of make it more of a Jennings-Vereen situation. But at some point, they just realized Perkins' natural talent, that, which includes some effectiveness as a receiver, you might recall, on a Monday night game where he had the big 67-yard catch against the Vikings that made that game a little interesting. But he does have some pop in the passing game as well as just some good moves in the running game. I think with any Giants young back, and it goes back to Tom Coughlin or McAdoo, that they just tend to be a little tentative and not sure what they're doing as rookies because they're so worried about being doghouse, that discipline where they know that they're going to see the bench if they fumble and all that. So we've seen that all the way back to David Wilson, and I think it's carried over to a lot of the young backs on this team. So Perkins, I think, as he got more confidence that – he could be out in the field there, clear out guys for Eli Manning. 
be a good outlet receiver for Manning, and then really just find holes a little bit better, understand and mesh with their offensive line. And that was a bit of a concern as they try to find a good, consistent uh, front five for him. There was some improvement up front, but I think you can see that they'll make that a bigger priority. Marshall Newhouse, the right tackle, and William Beatty, the left tackle, are both free agents. So I think they're going to make that a priority. They kind of went away from that when they went to Eli Apple in the draft. I thought Jack Conklin would have been a better pick for them. We saw what Conklin did for the Titans rushing attack. So I think they have to look for that anchor right tackle that can really help them in the running game. I think it could be a situation where they move around Eric Flowers. He hasn't been the ideal left tackle, so maybe he switches over to right. Maybe he's a little bit better there with uh, his athletic abilities and where he's not overwhelmed on the blind side and they find somebody more apt for left tackle. So I would expect offensive line to be a look-see here. I think the two guys that they can kind of count on are Weston Richburg and Justin Pugh. So those two guys are fine, but I think they need to especially upgrade on the edge, and that's going to help Perkins as well as well as being featured and getting those high level of touches now with Jennings out of the picture. I could see the Giants drafting a back or bringing in someone like that, but keep in mind they already have Vereen there for the third round role and dispel more that you think with Perkins on early downs as well. I think Vereen is kind of underrated in that capacity. I think now that they're keeping him and Jennings is out of the picture, I think you could see Vereen get a few more carries, but I expect this backfield primarily to belong to Perkins because he can do it all back there, and that's what they're kind of looking for for that versatility. I think they're sick of these three-man, four-man situational committees. They want one guy that can uh, kind of pose problems for defenses and multi-facets, and uh, that's something that Perkins definitely can do. You look at him, I think he was kind of undervalued in the draft, but then you look at a guy that was taken right after him, Jordan Howard, we saw that he could be a complete back and effective uh, out of Indiana, doing a lot for the Bears. He really came close to some of Ezekiel Elliott's great numbers for the Cowboys. So Howard and Elliott got the early jump from the class of 2016. But I think Perkins is going to have a nice year. A guy that I like to compare him to a lot is Devontae Freeman. You look, there's a lot of parallels. The size is very similar, the shiftiness a little bit. I think Freeman is a little bit more explosive, but Perkins might have a little bit better cutting ability here. So I I think the natural talent is there. I think you look at the roles from rookie season to second year, I think there's a similar potential for that kind of jump for Perkins. Perkins didn't actually see the end zone once as a rookie. I think that will change pretty quickly in his second year that he'll be more of a threat there. They like what he can do to finish runs. I think he could have easily scored in that long catch that he had against the Vikings, but I think you'll see him more of a presence in deep here, getting those touches. So I think the Giants are very excited about him. I think they felt very comfortable moving on from Jennings pretty easily because of that, and I think they will be rewarded for that elevation on the depth chart. Defensively, I think you look at the Giants, and they do have a lot of playmaking potential, we know, and a lot of it came from the big addition they made last year in free agency. I don't expect them to go bonkers again, spending with the – after getting a Damian, Damian Big Snack Harrison last year and then getting Janoris Jenkins on the back end to make plays as well as Olivia Vernon at defensive end. So I, I think Pierre, Jason Pierre-Paul is a big question mark. Is some team out there going to be willing 
despite Pierre Paul's injury history and uh, kind of slowing down a bit, not the same athletic freak he was early in his career, are they going to be willing to break the bank for him just because of the position he plays and the potential he has still left as a pass rusher? If not, I think the Giants can bring him back nicely on a one-year type deal uh, with a limited salary there that may not uh, reflect how much JPP used to be worth on the market. So I think that will be the ideal scenario because Vernon we saw when JPP was more effective, Vernon got into the action more at sacks. They complement each other very well. So I think uh, that's the development we're going to see there on the defense. Are they going to do something with JPP? They have used a franchise tag before with him, so I don't think they're going to go that route again. So it'll be interesting to see what the market is for him or if he's going to have to come back there and, and kind of a reprove-it deal from the Giants on one year. So we'll have to see where that defense goes, but expect to be more improvement there. with Harrison, we know he's got the run defense taken care of. That sets up the pass defense. Of course, we, you can't stop the run on early downs. You're not going to be in position to make big plays on later downs. And Jenkins definitely gives them that potential in the back end. Landon Collins, we know, had a monster season back there. So I expect the Giants' defense to just be really more effective here in 2017. The other free agent of note here is Jonathan Hankins, the defensive tackle. Really blossomed there with Vernon and Harrison in the mix there up front to stop the run. So it'll be interesting to see where Hankins goes, but I don't know if the Giants can keep him. He's coming off a strong year. He was underpaid at $1 million, so I think there'll be a good market. I think defensive tackles are going to cash in pretty well here. And what's an overall rather weak free agent class, I think defensive tackles, especially that, that are solid against the run, are going to have a lot of appeal in Hankins falls in that category with uh, several other guys that may be a little bit more expensive. I think Hankins is a bargain at that position. I expect them to lose him. I think JPP, it's about 50-50 where they keep him. But overall, I just like their scheme. I like the guys they got last year, really knocked it out of the park with free agency in 2016. So that takes a lot of pressure off what they do in 2017 with that uh, front and back end of that defense. So I think I think it c- c- we'll circle back to what this all means for Eli Manning right now. Eli is very tough to trust in fantasy at this point, but I think there's a chance for rebound if they get Ty more involved as that steady guy. I think Perkins being more effective in the running game is going to help, and the defense being steadier all is going to help Eli in the end. So you might look at Cruz being a detriment to Eli, but that chemistry of the past of where they really connected in the big plays and the short touchdowns. That was all in the past. I mean, now it's clear that they have to move forward with Beckham Jr., Shepard, and Ty, and I bet they will have another young, dynamic receiver in that mix as well here when they come out of the draft. So overall, the Giants, you look at this team, I think they disappointed in fantasy, especially offensively. I think defensively, they kind of overachieved, but offensively, I think they get better. Defensively, they stay steady here and still be a pretty well-rounded fantasy football unit. I think in the end, Manning having a little bit more value is going to be good for them as well. So there you have it. There's a breakdown of the Giants' early offseason and free agent-style preview for you on Locked On Fantasy Football. Thanks so much for listening. Please subscribe on Audioboom or iTunes to get this podcast delivered to you on a weekly basis and Make sure you're checking out all the great podcasts on the Lockdown Network, whether it's uh, your favorite NBA team, the NBA at large with David Locke, or fantasy basketball. We've got you covered as well as all the great offseason news and notes you need to know 
on all our NFL teams and our national NFL show with Matt Williamson. So for Lockdown Fantasy Football, this has been Vinny Iyer. We'll see you next time. What you doing? Ran out of space on my phone, so I'm deleting some stuff. Bye, singing dog. Bye, goal. I pronounce you. Bye, wedding ceremony. Stop. At Metro PCS, you get two free phones with twice as much memory. Really? Don't say bye to your memories. Switch to Metro PCS and get two free LG K20 Plus phones with 32 gigs when you switch two lines. Metro PCS. Wireless. Figured out. Coverage not available in some areas. Sales tax not included in phone price. Excludes numbers on the T Mobile network. See store for details and terms and conditions.